0: How many heard that we have a new app, our church, for your smartphone? Okay, all three of you. Wow, you guys, either you don't read your emails or you're not on social media or both. Okay, check it out. I am, I'm get, you need to get this app, okay? It's, it's easy. And I'm telling you this for a reason because it will help you. Just go to the app store or if you have a phone that's not an iPhone, don't tell me. Go to the Google store. And just get, it's called Church Center. Church Center. That's all download it for free and then what's going to happen if you have a smartphone it's going to be a source for us. going to once we get all of our community groups in there you can search through opportunities to get plugged into community you can register for conferences in there you can pre-check in your kids in there you can give your offering in there and so it's lots of cool stuff so just download that okay will you do that those of you that have a smartphone make me feel good just say yes all right thank you all right church center it's real simple And a couple more things. Foundations class. Whoop, whoop. This class is going to be amazing, guys. We're starting up this growth track that's going to be happening. And the foundations class is like entryway to so many wonderful things that are happening around here. It's going to be happening both June and July, Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. in the room where we've been doing our prayer. And so you need to go and register for this, okay? And so um, if you've not registered, I'm trying to think, I got up here and I pulled the trigger too early. Annie, would you just wave your hand? Because I need you to be a middleman for me in this moment of crisis. Um, <laughs> Annie will help you and, and, and give you a way to register if you've not already done it. Actually, you know what? It'd be better with Edwina. Because it's, <laughs> a, yeah, Edwina will help you. And so if you've not registered, she will help that, make that happen for you. Listen, everybody. If you've been in the church for two months, two years, two decades, doesn't matter. Go through the Foundations class. It's going to be awesome, and it's going to be a lot of fun. The people that are teaching it are top-notch, and um, it's going to be a pathway to a lot of great stuff. That being said, prayer has been in the back. Prayer next week will be right here at 945. So we're going to be praying out here, so watch out. It's dangerous. At 945, we'll be praying together out here, and I think that's it. And let me just add on a piece about the Friday night worship night. We want the home church there on Friday nights. People, I, I know that it's a Friday and some of you work on Fridays and you're like, man, it's a lot. And you're so blessed because you get to come have an amazing worship service every Sunday morning. What's the difference though? We have churches from all over the city that come out on Friday nights it, can't, it doesn't happen on Sundays because they're at their church. We have an opportunity that is not something we have tried to gain. It's been something heaven has released. And how many know when heaven gives you something, you have to steward it well? Yeah. We have churches. I would say, honestly, on a typical Friday, 15 to 20 churches are represented here. It's a lot of them. Last month, especially. I didn't know, like, anybody here. I was like, whoa. And they're all coming up to me like, we love this thing. But here's the deal. We need the home church to help us and come out here and bring the presence with you. Because sometimes you got a lot of people that this is very new territory for them. And when the church shows up, it makes a big difference. makes a big difference. You know what I'm saying? So I am encouraging you. I am encouraging you. Come out on Fridays if you can. This Friday is going to be crazy cool. Like, yeah. I don't even know what's going to happen, but it's going to be cool. All right. Holy Spirit, you have so much in store for us today. Grab the hand of the person next to you. We got to move quick because... I'm running out of time. And just pray this simple prayer Holy Spirit, touch their life. Move on them with power. (laughs) Make this a morning. They never forget an encounter with you that imprints them for life. Now, let go of their hand, and just put your hands like this before the Lord, if you don't mind, and say, I welcome you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Come on, take 30 seconds in your own words and just tell him we welcome you. Come on, welcome him. Don't get quiet on me now. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. if you're hungry take another 30 seconds and just tell him we want you this morning Holy Spirit have your way have your way Jesus this morning I was preparing and I was I was feeling a certain direction for today and I was a little unsure it's like Lord I'd love a confirmation you ever have that? Thank you. I preach quicker if you talk to me. So if you want to get out a decent time, you got to amp up your game a little this morning. Because if you're not talking, I'll stretch it out. Because I think you're not with me. Um, no, I sometimes, you, sometimes just when you feel like the Holy Spirit's taking you a certain direction, um, it, it, it's uh, you want a confirmation. And um, I was, I was teasing my team, I, and I should have known better for putting something so last minute. But I put a little post in a team page. And I was like, what are you guys feeling this morning? And, and none of them responded to me. I was like, thanks so much for all your support, guys. And, um, and again, Sundays are their busy day as a team, and I get it. And so I'm like, all right, Lord, it would be nice to get some confirmation here. And I was, I was taking a shower, and I always keep my cell phone like, and the, I'm playing music, getting ready, and I hear my cell phone going off. Like, nobody calls me on Sunday mornings. And I, I lean out, and I look, and it's a buddy of mine. Robin McMillan's calling me. And uh, he, he calls me up. And uh, Robin's extremely prophetic. And I called him when I got out of the shower. And uh, I called him back. And um, I said, hey, Robin. He said, hey, John. And he said, Lord just put you on my mind this morning. He's like, God wants you to know that you're, he said, you're going to have service that people never forget. and so i'm i'm gonna to talk to you in a moment out of ephesians and i was like lord and, and he says you know i'm preaching out of ephesians where are you preaching out of this morning <laughs> I, said, I said oh i like you robin <laughs> so that's all he said oh, well, you pray for me and i'll pray for you and we'll just give each other both a boost and so uh god has got his hand on this this morning He's going to light some fires, and he's going to restore some stuff, and I'm not 100% sure where we're going to land. I just need to tell you to get your kids by 1230. That's all I need to tell you. You can bring them back in, but I'm going to get that right up front said because I'm not promising you that we'll be done by then. But I'm going to see where it goes. John 14. We've got to hurry. John 14, verse 15. If you, keep, if you love me keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Verse 17, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you, and he will be in you. This was probably one of the most earth-shaking statements in your Bible. I want you to think about this. When Jesus is talking to his disciples and he tells them, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. I love this. This is before the Holy Spirit is poured out, and he's already saying, "You know him, because you know me." Yeah. Too many people often think that the primary intent of of what we are supposed to do as Christians is get people saved. Now, obviously, that's a big part because if you don't give your life to the Lord and come in relationship with Him, it's kind of hard to keep going from there. But how many know that is the doorway? to what he's calling us to do in the kingdom. Try this side. How many know that that's the doorway <laughs> to what he's doing in the kingdom? It's not so many times that we, we can build our, 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 our mega kingdoms and say, we've gotten this many people saved, which is great, but how many of them know him? Yeah, right. And he said, I've called you and I'm sending someone and you'll know him. Being born again is, is, is the foundation of what we're doing, but his call on your life is that you would be filled, you would be saturated, you would be overflowing with this river of life. Amen. The Holy Spirit. So Jesus makes this remark to his disciples. It has to be wild because they've been walking with him. It has been the ride of their life, right? right. The ride of their life. And then he says, guys, listen, it is better for you that I leave. That had to have been hard to swallow because we've read the book, right? We knew what was next. Like, you've got the end of the story. He's like, I got to leave, but it's better for you that I leave because I'm going to send someone else. And I don't imagine that the disciples probably really grasped that. I imagine that was pretty hard to swallow that he's telling them, I have to go so that you'll be better. The one they've traveled with, the one they've lived with, the one they've, 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 they've hung out together, they've been together. They are close, and he's like, I gotta go. But it's all right for you. <laughs> and so then Jesus is getting ready to die. And something interesting about the disciples that a lot of people don't know is it says in the M- Matthew chapter 26, verse 55, we find some, you know, most of us, we talk about like, when we think about the disciple that, you know, bailed on Jesus, we only think of one. But it says in Matthew chapter 26, verse 55 And in that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, I am leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords. Am I leading, or I should make sure I do that as a question, <laughs> wrong way. Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Most of you are like, I never do that. All of his boys, they're out. They deserted him and they're gone. Most of us have a really hard time when someone just says something not so nice about us. Like, I'm definitely out of here. You know, here he is in the last, in the last hours, and all of them are like, mm, we're out. And they desert him. These are the guys that he chose. And I love it that he chose them. I would propose to you that Jesus didn't have faith in his disciples in their current state. I would propose to you that he had a faith with the encounter that he knew they were getting ready to have. I don't believe that Jesus, when he chose them and he chose that he was going to build his church on these guys, I don't believe that he had faith in where they were at. I believe that he had faith in where he knew they were going. Sometimes it's hard to see past where someone's at to be able to see it where they're going. Listen, when you get that down, you will change cities. When you can just see past where someone's at and Jesus here's the guys like they're they're like they got club swords we're gone and he's like getting ready to hand this thing off to these guys most pastors right about there if they had raised up a bunch of people and when he was getting ready to transition and they all bailed on him would probably have second thoughts Let's try to make this real. So I've got all these interns, and I've been pouring into them. And I'm like, guys, like, your time is coming. Get excited. Yeah. And then we have a rough service where people are, like, challenging. And I look back, and all my interns are leaving. (laughs) Most people right about there would have a hard time. Like, have I made a good choice? Jesus knew who he'd chosen. But he knew where they were going. He knew who they were becoming. He knew the encounter that was getting ready to happen. That's why he said to them, when I'm gone... You need me to go because of what I'm getting ready to release. And after the remaining disciples were baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit, you'll find something interesting after they got baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit. Once they had their encounter, they never denied him again. Matter of fact, most of them were martyred for him. What changed an encounter? I believe at some point, this is where I was talking to AJ before the service, with children, often even with youth, and I want all the teens to hear me out, too this morning. I want this is for everybody, but there comes a time. I see it with teens. I youth pastor for many, many years, where it was almost as if that moment where they were coming out from mom and dad's thing, and they were under mom and dad's covering in a sense, and then they began to become their own. Yeah. I love that age. It's so pivotal. Some people have a hard time with teenagers. You just haven't hung around the right ones. Like they're really great. You're making me work this morning, guys. I said teenagers are great. And they're amazing. They're filled with passion. They have They don't care. I've had youth services with them. It doesn't matter if the air works or not. They don't. You know, like they're. You know, we're all sweating. I'm dying, and they're just like, "What? Well, it's great. It's like the power of God." You know, I'm like, "No, the air's not on. It's super hot." No, it's amazing. Just stirs me up teens are awesome but there's this place where they and, and it can happen and the further and the more revelation that we're having of the father it's happening younger and younger yeah. but there was there's this place where they, be, they begin to encounter it for themselves yeah. and it's that moment like the disciples went from okay Jesus is loaning us his power to the, he sends the Holy Spirit now I have that power yeah. and something shifted that they would never deny him again you have to understand that even Jesus needed an encounter think about it even Jesus needed an encounter I, I'm gonna. I am going i do not have the time, but write some of these scriptures down. Um, it talks about in 1 John three eight talks about when Jesus he knew from, from a baby he knew his assignment was to destroy the works of the devil, yeah. destroy the works of the devil. He went around for thirty years looking and seeing the works of the devil, the works of the devil, the works of the devil. I meet some people, man, after two years they're like plug me in use me. These on thirty years, yeah. and he knows it, and he has the authority but he doesn't have the power yet. And so what happens? He needs an encounter. Why? Because he's demonstrating for us what we need. And so what happens? He's got the authority. He's walking in the authority. Why? Because the authority comes with the commissioning. That's why it's so important that you're just, you're always sent and you didn't just went. (laughs) Some of you are going to get that one. It's important. I know it's not grammatically correct. Give me a break. But it's, 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 you have to be sent. I meet people that they just, they've went and they haven't been sent. But where does the authority come? The authority comes in the commissioning. The authority comes in being sent. That's why when people get ordained and people get credentialed, that there's a process where they're commissioned and they now have an authority that has been released onto them. When we get those people that, you know, and I think we've even done a bad job even with some of our, our conferences and pieces like that with even at youth conferences where we've taught them like if, you know, even if no one else goes with you. I, I get the thinking, but it almost breeds this independence of I can do it on my own. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're not careful, we get a bunch of people like I can do this on my own and they just get eaten alive. Why? Because they're not walking in the authority that they need. Okay, so here's Jesus. He has the authority. He has been sent to destroy the works of the devil. But he needs to have this encounter. So what happens? He goes, he gets baptized. Here's John the Baptist. He's waiting for him. He's baptizing, baptizing, baptizing. All he knows is that he'll know him when he sees him. (laughs) Very vague instructions. Like, I don't know. I'm just baptized until I see him. You have to wonder at some point if he was like, did I miss him? Like... You know, there was that one guy. I've had a good feeling about him. No, it's not him. I mean, that's all he knew. He's baptized till you see him. And so he's baptizing, baptizing. And that says, I love it. He says he saw him in a far distance. And his heart came alive. He knew it. He knew it. And Jesus comes to him and says, listen. He says, I need you to baptize me. He says, no, 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 no way. I need you to baptize me. He says, "Not nah, just permit it to be so. Baptize me. Big moment, right? Because this is Jesus' encounter that takes the authority and it's getting ready to release something. And so what happens? He baptizes him. The heavens are open. Big moment. The father speaks. He says, this is my son who I'm so proud of. I love it. I love what the father said over his son. I'm proud of you. And he received the potential of power this is where a lot of people get hung up because he hasn't actually been clothed in power. He is not actually walking in the power yet. He has to go into the desert. Don't you just, everybody, we all want to skip that part. It's like, I love the whole open heaven, ripping the heavens open moment. And most of us typically think that the desert comes before that. I have learned that so many people actually think that they're out of the will of God because they're like, it's just been so rough. I'm like, well, sometimes you just did the right thing. What? You just mess with people when you say that. They're like, man, this has been rough. I can't wait till that heaven ripping open moment. Maybe you already had it and he's just working it from here to here. I hate to tell you, but if Jesus had to do it, and at least you're not having to fast through it all. You might. I'm a firm believer. I only fast when I'm told to fast. So when Jesus tells me I fast, but I don't do free fast. Sometimes I backdate him if I'm almost through the day. And I'll, no, I'm just joking. You ever been there? You're like three quarters through the way, and you're like, I haven't eaten all day. You know what? If I just go like another eight hours, I fasted today. I don't know that the kingdom works that way, but I've thought that. And so here he is, he goes into the desert and he has this moment where suddenly he has power and he has the combination of authority and power. Authority must be partnered with power. You can't pick one. You need both. You must have both. Jesus. I'm just bouncing around, so hang there with me. It says in John chapter 7, verse 37. On the last, let's see, make sure this is right. John says, yeah. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow within them. Everybody say, rivers Rivers will flow. flow. Say it again, rivers Rivers. will flow. flow. This is this passage where Jesus says, come to me if you're thirsty. And then he says, rivers of living water will flow to you. Verse 39, and it says, by this he meant the spirit whom, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. (laughs) This is interesting to me because you ever thought about, he says, I gotta go so the Holy Spirit can come, right? If we were to say what the Holy Spirit's primary purpose was, everybody in this room would have something different, typically, you know, a comforter, peace, guide, you know, power, you know, just depending on, depending on what you see the most. but if we could sum up a lot of what the Holy Spirit, the primary purpose of the Holy Spirit is to make you like Jesus. is to make you like Jesus. Holy Spirit couldn't come yet, because if the Holy Spirit came before Jesus was gone, He would make you like Jesus, who had yet went to the cross and risen from the dead. He had to wait. Until he had died and risen and been glorified, so that he would transform you into the died, risen, and glorified Jesus. He didn't want you to be transformed into him as he was walking the earth. He was going somewhere. And he said, Once I'm done, once I leave, once I'm glorified, he's going to come and he's going to make you like me. Okay. Where are we going? But yeah we are we're going to Ephesians this is where we're going to land still with me are you ready to get wild if not you've been warned you can leave now no I'm joking that sounded bad it was not meant to sound mean so here he is everybody's one encounter Away, from their life being changed Jesus was one encounter away from everything changing I want you to flip to Ephesians 1 if you have your Bible um, I made a mistake and I forgot the right translation give me a moment pull it up on my phone Ephesians chapter one. We're going to start in verse 17. As soon as I get it, there it is. There it is. Because I'm reading out the passion because it lights my fire. You ready? All right. I pray the Father of glory. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ would impart to you riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know Him through your deepening intimacy with Him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of His calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us his holy ones. (laughs) I love it that Jesus, he died so you could get an inheritance, and then he sent his Holy Spirit to show you how to use it. You've been given this inheritance from the Father, and this entire book, this entire story of Ephesians is this massive revelation from Paul telling us about who we are called to be in Jesus Christ. I love Ephesians If you've had trouble reading your Bible Start in Ephesians It's fun Why? Because it's about all that you can do in the kingdom And I tell people all the time We're finally getting to the point Where we know that God is good Like where most churches are there You laugh If you go in some You'll know they're not there yet But we're getting to the point Where we know God is good He's really good He loves us Where we're having a hard time getting still is how great you are in him. And how great you are. I mean, he wanted you to get everything. He's like, I'm gonna die, and it's good that I send the Holy Spirit because I'm gonna leave you this massive inheritance, and he's gonna show you how to use it. And so then he dies, and he hands it off, and and Ephesians is like this book of just walking us through how to use this inheritance. What do you have? So he says in verse 9, he says, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of the immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power. (laughs) He has designed you to be an advertisement for his power. I was watching a video recently with a pastor, some of you might know who he is, I talked about it in the back, his name is Claudio Frison, and Claudio is Argentinian, I believe, and, Claud- and Claudio was—he's had an amazing outpouring of the Spirit happening in the church for many, many years, and he said, something began to happen as we just began to embrace the power of the Holy Spirit, as we just began to welcome it, he said, it actually showed up. And he said, I had all these promises that I had been carrying faithfully for years, but nothing was happening. The church wasn't growing. He said, but it didn't matter. I just kept leaning in. I kept leaning in. I kept leaning in. And he said, all of a sudden, the power of the Holy Spirit began to fall. And he said, all these people began to invite me to preach everywhere. He said, but they didn't even know me. He said, I'd go to these conferences, and they would say, say," and he said, I would ask. He says, he introduced himself. He says, have you ever... He said, have you heard of anything in my ministry? And they'd be like, nope. <laughs> have you heard of my church? Nope. And he would begin to ask, well, then why did you have me? We've just heard that the power of the Holy Spirit is with you. We've just heard that he's with you. And Paul is, Paul is trying to... Get us to understand the power that we have and I'm gonna quickly walk you through this. I've I've preached this about a year and a half ago and I'm gonna hit this again very quickly. Paul is incredible with his wording. If you ever study Paul, he words things just phenomenally and he was saying that the power of God was not just great. It was immeasurably great. You can't even wrap your minds around how great this is. And so he uses the word, the Greek word, and it's called, and I'm going to, I'll tell you how to spell it if you want to write it down, H-Y-P-E-R-B-A-L-L-O. It's called hyperbalo, all right, would be translated as a hyper-surpassing power. This Greek word this definition of power means that there's no boundaries to this power of God. Whatever it is you're facing, there's no boundary it can't get through. You're going to get this in a minute. He's praying that you would know it that you would experience that you would have an encounter with the limitless, immeasurable power that has no boundaries. It's so tremendous. It's so amazing that it's, no man will ever have experienced the entire power of God. It's that, that broad. Yeah. It's that great. How in the world do we grasp something so immeasurable, so limitless? I wanna break down for you that he used four different words for power in this passage, and I'm gonna go through them very quickly because I do wanna to try to have you out of here somewhat on time, at least by dinner. The first word for power that was used here is dunamis. It's a word a lot of you are familiar with. The dunamis power of God. The miracle-working power of God. The marvelous works kind of power of God. The word dunamis. Sound like another word that we have in our English dictionary? Dynamite. This is the first power of God that he was talking about. But dunamis is also a potential power. Dynamite has to be lit. It doesn't just blow up on its own, hopefully. (laughs) It has to be lit. It has to be activated. Your car in the parking lot, assuming it works properly, it has the power, the potential power that if you turn the key, it will start and you will go somewhere. It's the potential of power. But when you activate it, it's powerful. Dunamis has the ability to perform miracles. As a matter of fact, the word dunamis is found 119 times in the New Testament. Of those, Paul used it almost 50 I think he liked it. (laughs) Some people often say, you can't just go by experience. I don't think Paul would agree with that. Paul was all about you experiencing the kingdom. He was always about experiencing the fullness of who he is, who you are in Christ. If you read, I think it's Ephesians chapter two, it even teaches us that angels come and watch and learn from you. That'll blow your mind. Some of you are like, nah, read your Bible. The promise, it's there. May not be chapter two, but it's there. <laughs> it says that they come and watch you. Why? Because you can you even imagine they're trying to figure you out. They saw who you were before you were living for the Lord. Think about this. Some of you are having flashbacks. Oh, now I get it. Uh, some of you forgot who you were, all right? They saw that you. And then <laughs> I'm just going to use you, just as an example, because I don't think you'll care. I, <laughs> I, without telling his story, David just told me a lot of his story pre the, the Lord. He's a rascal. <laughs> you little rascal. I mean, this guy had a story. And I can't imagine angels coming in, and they're watching David now. Say, I saw this guy. I saw him back, was Atlanta? Yeah, but I saw this guy back in Atlanta this makes no sense how is he walking in such glory how is he stepping into such power because it's they're learning from you grace concepts like grace <laughs> they're trying to wrap their minds around it and it says that they come and they learn from us some of us are like we just need to call angels I get angels carry assignments we need them but angels are also trying to learn from you because you're sons and daughters They're carriers of assignments and created beings, but they're not sons. They're not daughters. They don't understand what you carry. And they're trying, as years go by, to learn what you carry. And Paul is trying to define it. He says, you don't don't understand the power that you have. You have this power. and And he uses, in one passage, four different ways of trying to get you to understand it. The first one was the dunamis power. He said, I pray. He said, Paul is saying to every believer, I pray that you would experience the dunamis power of God. Experience it. Not just talk about it, not learn about it. Experience it. A believer without experience carries a message without authority. I've met some people where they've learned the right things to say, but there's no authority behind it tell me and I'm like you don't even sound like you want what you're selling to me because you haven't experienced it experience produces authority try telling someone who's been healed that God doesn't heal you tell someone that hasn't been healed you got a pretty good chance you might have an argument with them but not once they've been healed why because experience releases authority in your life and they're not going to be walked over people tell me stuff all the time like yeah I wish I could believe that except for I've experienced something else power dunamis power dunamis power is to be experienced (laughs) stand up with me now you're gonna get your workout in and I'm gonna go quickly I'm gonna release over you every one of these and we're gonna go very quickly through them And I'm not going to tell you you're going to stand for all of them, but you are going to stand for some of them. I want you to receive this if you want it, because we're going to welcome the power of the Holy Spirit in this room. This dunamis power is dynamite. Those areas in your life where you feel like things have been, they're not moving, they're not budging. I believe he can explode that thing down. Amen? I can't do this without you, church. I cannot do this without you. So in Jesus' name, I want you to receive it, and you need to get it for yourself. I release the power of the Holy Spirit in this room, the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit in every person's life in here, that they would begin to experience the power with a dynamite effect that no matter what it is they're experiencing, the walls that you feel like you're facing, that as you receive this power, it would explode, and those things would come crashing down in Jesus' name. I release it, and Father, we receive it right now. I need you to receive it in the room. Come on Receive it right now I receive the dunamis power Of the Holy Spirit Come on Release it into different areas Of your life Some of you need to release it Into certain areas That you need That explosive power In your life Right now In Jesus name In Jesus name In Jesus name Right now (laughs) Go ahead We're gonna wait on it a minute Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, make this declaration. I want to experience you. I want to experience you. We receive your dunamis power. Jesus, 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 Jesus. All right, be seated. The second word that Paul uses is energia. Sound like another word we know? energy this is the energy of God that when it goes forth it accomplishes things it, it's, it's energy Paul prays that not only will you experience the dunamis power that can be this potential power but he prays that you would have this energy of, this heavenly energy it's not good enough to come to sit together and have potential power but we need that energy that activates things I feel like this is gonna happen with some people in the room. Something interesting is that Paul is the only New Testament writer to use the word energeia, the energy. Every time this word was used, it referenced supernatural power. So what activates energeia? Faith. 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 Our level of faith will determine what we activate this morning. We can sit here and we can watch it pass by, or we can activate it. Paul is presenting this picture of how big the power of God is. He says, You don't only need dunamis power, you need the energy, the power. Some of you in this room, you need that even spiritually. I can feel when that energy comes into me. I could be drained. Some of you might even be drained physically. You're drained emotionally. And when that of power comes in you, it fills you. And you feel it. You leave the room feeling energized. But something you have to understand about energeia, that power, that word, is raw power. I want you to get this. The best way I can explain raw power is, you know in your house you've got a, a breaker panel? Most of us are pretty cool flipping the breaker panel. I don't take the panel off. My nephew's an electrician. He takes the power panel off, but when he takes it off, there's this big fat wire that's on the back side of it that is raw power. It's that one that if you touch it, goodbye, you're going to get nailed. You see this power that Paul's talking about, he's saying it's not a power. It's not a power like you flip the light switch power. Amen Someone's talking to me It's not just It's not the power That you just You can just control it When this power shows up Listen to me When this power shows up When you welcome it It is raw Untamed Raw Power Somebody's still talking to me Is it <laughs> It's okay Raw power Paul is using these words Dunamis dynamites, Energea raw <laughs> here's the thing about Energia. when Energia hits the room I can feel it because it feels like electricity you'll feel it because you'll know it you'll feel it going through you I'm just looking around and seeing who's going to get it because I can see it on some of your faces you want it and some of you are scared to death of it and I'm kind of going to take the Moses approach he's like I don't know what y'all are waiting for but take me up the mountain stick me in the middle of it because I want to feel the power of God and he's saying I want to release the energy of God I want you to put your hands out right now I'm not going to make you stand for this one but I want to release raw power in the room and listen this is up to you it's like a, electricity is like a circuit If you don't want it you don't have to take it But if you do it will touch you So in Jesus name I release the energy The raw power of the Holy Spirit In the room right now In the authority of Jesus Some of you came this morning and you need this That energy that your body feels Worn out and weakened And tired until raw power Hits it What do you think they do the medics when they take those paddles And they hit the, when the heart is stop Bam power They hit them with it I can feel that in the room this morning That some of you I can see those paddles in the spirit realm That is on some of you And it's just Bam power Bam power Bam power Whatever it is It's not dead Raw power Will bring it to life Bam power 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 Paul says you need this dynamite power You need this energy this raw power, it, you've got it. Ooh. <laughs> I'm taking my time this morning. We're, we're gonna wait and we're gonna get it this morning. Raw power be released in this room right now. Right now, right now. Whatever it is you're feeling, activate it. I want you to do this. If you want it, I want you, to, I, I see this picture in the room, a wire in the air. Grab it and, Grab it. Grab it. Grab it. Right now. Right now, the power of the Lord be released in this room. Whew. Raw power. Raw power. Raw power. Come on, your faith activates it, not waiting. Raw power. Raw power. Raw power. Raw power. Raw power. Raw power. Whoa. <laughs> This is the power that raises people from the dead. This is the power that raises people from the dead. If you think that your dreams are dead, this power will physically raise the dead. It will raise your dreams. It will raise the dead. This power, it cannot be stopped. It's raw. It's raw. In Jesus' name. We speak to everything that seems like it's dead. I speak to dreams that that you think they're dead. I speak to the calling that you think is dead. I speak to the relationships that you think are dead. In Jesus' name, release your power right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Shoo. Come on, churn it up. Holy Spirit, churn it up. I don't feel a release to move from this just yet. Holy Spirit, churn it up 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 power power I feel it intensifying in the atmosphere. I feel like if it, it's flammable, like I smell gas in the spirit realm. Like if someone lights a match, it will blow. Like I, I, it's like a flammable atmosphere right now. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Nothing. Nothing's safe. Nothing safe when the energy of God is around. Even the things that you think have been forgotten and died—they're not. They can come back to, to life. Come on, just stay right there. The third power that he uses is called ischus. It's the measureless power of God. The measureless power of God. This word is and can be described as a force of power. It's an expression of power. It's a power that overcomes resistance. This is a power that blows through unbelief. This power cannot be stopped All the thoughts that stop us from accomplishing that God has for us doubt, fear, unbelief when East Juice shows up, it plows through it. It cannot be stopped. East Juice is like a fire truck that's coming down the road and everything gets out of the way when its sirens are going. It plows through, it blows through obstacles. It's the power that overcomes addiction. It's the power that overcomes pain. It's the power that overcomes persecution. Everything that comes against you, and the Bible says that everything that's against you, he's greater. East Juice. East Juice. He's greater. It is the power that pushes through barriers. It pushes through barriers. Some of you have been believing and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm telling you, when East Juice shows up, that power, it pushes through the barrier. So, right now, we're going to release it. In Jesus' name, we release this power, this power that plows through obstacles, whatever it is that's been in your life that's been stopping you. I speak to addictions in this room right now, that it would be blown through by the power of the Holy Spirit right now. It's not, you are, <laughs> woo! Power, power, power. Those areas that you said, I don't see how this is going to happen. When issue shows up, that's how it happens. Power power be released, power be released in Jesus' name, it's going to be a morning that you're not going to forget, you ready for the fourth one? The fourth word that Paul uses is kratos. This word is the word that means it finishes the task. (laughs) It's a Greek military word that means to grab, to seize, to capture, it's military power. When you're praying for breakthrough in your life, this is the power you want to show up. The difference between this power and East Shoes is that not only does it break through, but it puts the enemy under your feet. They're done. It's a power that carries victory. <laughs> this is the overcoming power that we read about in the word of God. If you have areas in your life that you need to overcome, that you want to come up over, this is the power that was released. Jesus, this is the power that we read about in our history books, where cities were getting saved. This is, the, this is the power that we read about when people, when sailors were coming in on ships and they would begin to feel the power and the presence of God on land and they would begin to repent even before they got their boat into, sh- into port. This is the power that impacts cities and nations. It's not reserved for the elite. It's for the hungry. Charlotte's experienced this power before. I don't have time to go into this story, but it's happened before. There's a church on Providence Road. It's called Providence Presbyterian Church. It's not called Providence Church because it's on Providence Road. It's called Providence Road because of Providence Church. There's a reason the road goes around the church. It's because the church has been there for a long time. And there was an outpouring of this power in 1802 where at that point 6,000 people were showing up for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit when the population of Charlotte was 5,000. You didn't hear me. 6,000 people were showing up and the population was 5,000. I don't know what those numbers look like today But I know this We got some work to do Because when this power shows up And sit in this city begins to be filled with people That are coming to experience the power of God We have to be ready 17 preachers stood on massive rocks That are still out there right now And you can see them preaching grace Grace, grace And as they preached grace The power of God broke out The thing I love about Ephesians Is how apostolic it is Paul was an an apostle, he was writing apostolic prayers. Apostolic prayers are never, they have no expiration date. So when he wrote this, it was the same for them as it is for you. (sighs) (laughs) Stand up with me and we're going to wrap this up. I got one more, one more piece for you. Jesus, (laughs) Jesus, <laughs> I'm waiting on purpose. Jesus. Release the raw power of God. When this power happens, this is the same power that emptied the tomb. you understand this power was so powerful you understand the power that Paul was talking about was so powerful that not only did it raise Jesus from the dead you see the difference between the power that raised Lazarus from the dead and the power that raised Jesus from the dead was that that power that raised Jesus from the dead was the power that raised everyone from that moment forward out of the dead and into life. It was that power that raised him. It's that power that Paul is saying, this is what you carry. This is what you carry. The same power that raised Jesus and everyone else after that, you've been given this. So, Father, we receive that. We receive that that we would be a people that walk in the power of God, that we would be a people that we understand, Father, who you are and who we are. Yes. 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 Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. If you're hungry, I want you to just go after it. I always want you to go after it. I don't know what else to do with that. I just just release you to just go after it right now.